0: Women in Sport, 50 Fearless Athletes Who Played to Win Written by Rachel Ignatowski Kim Soo Young, archer. The 1988 Seoul Olympics marked an important time in South Korean history. That April, South Korea became a parliamentary democracy after years of military rule, and the country celebrated while hosting the Olympics. Each South Korean athlete's victory amplified the joy of their newfound freedom. None did so more than that of Kim Soo Young who delivered the most impressive archery performance the world had ever seen. Kim soon Young was born in 1971 in South Korea. From the age of nine, archery was her passion. At 16, she set a new world record at a target distance of 30 metres and made the Olympic team. At the individual archery competition at the 1988 Olympics, the archers shot each round at a different distance from the target at the 30 meter distance. Kim Sunyoung shot all nine arrows in the target's center 10 point area, earning a perfect score. She then completed the 50 meter round and the 70 meter round with an impressive total score of 344. With her teammates in the team event, Kim Sunyoung won her second Olympic gold medal, a tremendous victory for herself and for South Korea. At the 1992 Olympics, Kim Soon-young was expected to stomp to victory, but she lost the individual event to her friend and teammate Cho young Jong, and accepted her silver medal graciously. She then won her third gold medal in the team event. At 21, Kim Soon-young was considered one of the greatest female archers ever. She decided to retire and focus on raising a family, but she couldn't resist the draw of the bow for long. In 1999, she made her comeback and qualified for the 2000 Olympics. Again, she helped her team win a gold medal and took home a bronze in the individual event. With a total of six Olympic medals, Kim Soon-young is the most decorated archer in Korean history. Kim soon youngs career set a new standard for female archers everywhere, and she will always be remembered as a part of the electrifying archery team at South Korea's historic 1988 Olympics. Christy Yamaguchi, figure skater Long before Christy Yamaguchi represented America at the Olympics, her grandfather fought for America in the Second World War. But his family was confined in a Japanese-American internment camp where Christy's mother was born. Despite this injustice in her family's history, Christy would grow up to represent her country on the world stage and become the first Asian-American woman to win an Olympic gold medal. Christine Tsuya Yamaguchi was born in 1971 in California, USA. Like many little girls at the time, she watched Dorothy Hamill skate at the 1976 Olympics and wanted to be just like her. Christy was born with club feet and had to wear corrective shoes and a brace when she was young. When Christy asked to learn to ice skate, her mum thought it would be a great way to strengthen her legs. After countless lessons and years of practising, Christy started competing nationally. In the 1985 US Championship, she skated with Rudy Galindo, with whom she won national titles in 1986, 1989 and 1990. After Christy and Rudy finished 5th at the 1989 and 1990 World Championships, Christy focused on singles skating. It was a good move. She won gold at the 1991 World Championship with a perfect 6.0 score for artistic composition. After years of coming second at nationals, she finally won a gold medal in 1992. She would compete in her first Olympics that same year. Christy wowed the Olympic crowd and the judges, and the gold medal was hers. Newspapers described her performance as so beautiful, it was like the melodies were written on her skates. That year, she would also win the 1992 World Championship for the second time, becoming the first American to complete the triple crown of skating since Dorothy Hamill in 1976. Christie's success gave her a platform to do good in the world. Through her Always Dream Foundation she promotes childhood literacy and helps disadvantaged students follow their dreams. Lane Beachley, surfer. Lane Colette Beachley was born in Australia in 1972. Her mother died when she was six, and when she was eight, she found out that she had been adopted. Lane thinks this sparked her motivation to become the world's very best at something. That something would be surfing, and she would become the longest reigning world surfing champion. In history. As a teenager, Lane hung around surfing pros and learned everything she could from men. It worked. By the age of 16, she was a professional surfer and competed in the Association of Surfing Professionals Women's World Tour. She was hard on herself, always pushing to be the very best. The ocean can be dangerous and Lane would often ignore injuries to keep competing. In 1993, she won her first pro-surfing competition. That same year, she was also diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. Lane battled depression throughout her career, too. But by getting help, being self-aware and taking care of herself, she overcame the dark moments so she could enjoy her passions. Surfing and winning. Lane surfed all over the world. And the 1998 Women's ASP World Championship was the start of her legendary winning streak. She won the World Championship six years in a row, from 1998 to 2003. No man or woman has ever won so many consecutive world surfing competitions. In 2003 and 2004, she was named Surfer Magazine's Female Surfer of the Year. The awards and accolades kept piling up, and in 2006 she won her seventh world championship, becoming the winningest woman in surf history. In 2008, she retired from surfing. As a chairperson of Surfing Australia, she is one of the only female world champions to have this kind of influence over her sport. She now helps ensure funding for women's surf tournaments and fights for equal pay for female pro surfers. She started the foundation, Aim for the Stars, which awards scholarships and support to girls in art, business, science and sport. She wants to help all girls dream big and achieve their goals. Mia Hamm, football player. Mariel Margaret Mia Hamm was born in 1972 in Alabama, USA. At 15, Mia became the youngest person ever on the U.S. national women's team. At 17, she attended the University of North Carolina, where she won the 1989, 1990, 1992, and 1993 NCAA Championships with her team. Mia paused her studies to compete with the US team and won the 1991 Women's World Cup. In 1996, Mia was ready to compete in the Olympics with Team USA. That year, Mia's brother Garrett who'd lived with aplastic anaemia since the age of 16, received a fatal diagnosis. Despite his illness, he came to watch Mia's Olympic victory. Sadly, he passed away in 1997. In her brother's honour, Mia created the Mia Ham Foundation, which raises money for girls' sport and for people who need bone marrow transplants. Mia continued to push the boundaries of women's football. In 1999, she scored her 108th international goal, setting a new world record for men's and women's football. But victory on the field did not mean equality. FIFA, football's governing body, wanted the 1999 Women's World Cup to play in smaller venues, afraid that no one wanted to watch it. Carla Messing, head of their organising committee, demanded that FIFA showcase the women's teams in large stadiums, just like they did for the men. For each women's game, the stadium was packed with fans. In the final game of the tournament, over 90,000 spectators packed into the Rose Bowl Stadium in California to watch the United States play China. After 30 minutes of overtime, it came down to penalty kicks. Mia was nervous. Penalty shots weren't her strong suit, but she focused on the ball and scored. Her teammate, Brandi Chastain, scored the next shot and the US women won, changing the way Americans saw women's football and paving the way for countless girls to get out and play. In 2001, Mia Hamm helped start the first U.S. football league for women, the Women's United Soccer Association. Today, Mia continues to fight for equality in women's sport. Lisa Leslie, basketball player. Lisa Deshawn Leslie was born in 1972 and raised by a single mum in California, USA. Lisa's mum showed that you can be strong and feminine at the same time, even while she did tough jobs such as driving an 18-wheeler truck and welding. Lisa started playing basketball in middle school. She was not only tall, six foot, at the age of 12. But she was a natural at the sport, making the papers when she scored 101 points in the first half of one game. Lisa set two life goals, to get a sports scholarship to university and to play in the Olympics. Lisa was the star player on her high school basketball team. In 1990, she entered the University of Southern California on a full scholarship. Opportunities for women and men in university basketball were different. The men were being scouted by the NBA, but the WNBA did not yet exist. Lisa put her education first and worked towards her dream of representing the United States in the Olympics. In 1996, she qualified for the US Olympic basketball team and won an Olympic gold medal. That same year, the WNBA was created. In 1997, at the first NWBA Games, Lisa played centre for the Los Angeles Sparks. By 2001, nearly two and a half million fans attended the WNBA Games. In 2002, Lisa made history as the first woman ever to dunk during a professional game and the crowd went wild. In her 12 years playing for the Sparks, Lisa won three MVP awards, helped her team to win two championships, and scored over 6,200 points. With the US Olympic team, she earned gold medals at the 2000, 2004 and 2008 Games, becoming one of the most decorated basketball players in Olympic history. In 2009, Lisa retired. She wanted to show that she was a powerful woman off and on the court. She earned an MBA and became an owner of the Sparks. Lisa is one of the greatest basketball players ever and a role model to girls everywhere. Women in Sport. 50 Fearless Athletes Who Played to Win. Written by Rachel Ignatowsky.